Podcast Answer Man, episode number 373. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everyone. This is Ray Edwards from RayEdwardsPodcast.com. And you're listening to the world's number one authority on how to podcast, Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to taking your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends, it does not matter if you're brand new to this online content creating world we live in or if you've been creating content online for many years, (sighs) there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. That's right, my friends, and taking things to the next level today is the topic of conversation. In fact, I have an I have actually a pre-recorded interview with the guy who you heard his voice just a few moments ago, Ray Edwards. I cannot believe that I have not had Ray on podcast Answer Man before. I've had him I've played his intro to my show so many times. I just I guess maybe I made this assumption that he's been on my show before, but I can promise you this. Lord willing, he will be back on podcast Answer Man many times in the future. So I have a pre-recorded conversation with my great friend, Ray Edwards, in this episode. You're going to hear that. That's going to be the final 42 minutes of this episode. And Ray and I, by the way, I went through last night just to listen and take notes to the conversation, from the conversation that we had. And here are just some uh, notes that I have here. You may feel intimidated by the level of other people's success, but you'd be surprised by how much value you have to offer to them. Um, there's notes on here on how Ray was able to connect with the circle of influence that he wanted to get connected to. You're going to talk about, he's going to talk about this concept of either earning your way into a, uh, a circle of influence or buying your way in. And that actually may sound funny, but I think he does a great job of explaining that with great integrity. And, and it doesn't sound as, as maybe as weird as it might, you might think. Anyway, uh, you become the average of the five people you intentionally spend the most time with. Uh, being, it's all about being intentional about who you do life with. And of course, one of the parts of the title of this week's episode is get getting to the next level involves surrounding yourself with people who are already at the level you want to achieve. Now I have more notes in here from the conversation. Those are just some of the nuggets you're going to get out of that 42 minute conversation. Also, I have a total that, you know, I, I don't do math live, but I did this ahead of time with my calculator. And so what I did is I figured, okay, 42 minutes, that means I have 18 minutes to open the show if I want to keep this thing at an hour or less. So there are two things that I want to share with you. One is just a quick technology podcasting related announcement, and it comes from the folks over at Lipson. Rob Walsh sent me this note and he says, hey guys, If you want to get the word out just to let them know, there is an iTunes technical glitch issue that everybody over there is aware of. So let me just read to you this this quick email and get this out of the way. He says, as you may have heard from some users, iTunes is having an issue with some shows updating. And by the way, this is just in the directory listing of your show. 
He says, this has gotten much worse in the last week. We have just heard, heard back from Apple and this, on this, and they said that this issue is affecting shows hosted everywhere, not just Libsyn, by the way, uh, and using all types of feeds. So it's not specific to like FeedBurner or something like that. Anyway, he says, they've noticed this new issue with their, la- with their back end last week and have been working with their engineering teams to resolve the issue. At this point, they do not believe it has anything to do with the feeds at all. In other words, there's nothing users can do to force any sort of update to the store, uh, the listing of your episodes. So he says the only suggestion at this time is to uh, is for anyone asking for them to confirm their feed is working by checking their subscription in iTunes and making sure the most episode, most recent episode is downloading. So basically what that means is just go in and subscribe to your podcast in iTunes and even though, let's just say the last two weeks worth of shows are not there in the directory listings, if you actually hit the subscribe button, do those most recent episodes actually show that they're being downloaded. So even though they may not be listed in the store, those who are subscribed to your show are getting them. Um, he says, let the, them know that subscribers are getting the most recent episodes just fine. And it's just that the store page or the directory listing is not updating their for their show. Hopefully, Apple will have this resolution for this shortly. Yeah, fun times, Rob, over at Lipson. Well, Rob, thank you for letting us know all the details that you're aware of. And also, uh, folks, just know that uh, this is a glitch. And by the way, I, I'm almost positive this is also affecting people's written reviews and stuff in iTunes as well. Uh, I don't have confirmation of that, but I have some folks that seem to m- lead me into thinking that maybe some reviews that have been written over the last week or so are not showing up either. But anyway, just wanted to give you that update. So, uh, and I, by the way, I looked in podcast or I looked up podcast answer man. My directory listing in iTunes in last week's episode uh, is not showing there, but obviously those who are subscribed to my show did get it, and uh, I was able to see that through my stats. So everything's good. Alrighty, uh, so let's see here. Oh my goodness, look at that. Look at the time. Okay, so let me go ahead and share with you a topic that I felt would be great. Uh, it, it's it's not directly related to my interviewer conversation actually with Ray Edwards, but it is related to relationships. And Ray and I obviously talk about different a different type and a different approach to relationships, which is extremely valuable. But I want to talk about relationships from a different perspective, and it comes from a conversational thread that I've been having with one of my students in podcasting A to Z. So uh, basically this student had shared with me, it's like, hey, just want to let you know my website is coming along. And I spent some time looking at the website and and certainly things are looking really well for the student. Uh, there, there are certainly a few little formatting things here and there and stuff like that. And I was tempted to say, you know, hey, you know, just want to let you know if you do it this way, this is happening and stuff like that. But, you know, that's all website stuff. And basically what I said is this, uh, and I'm going to read to you a little bit of this conversational thread. I said, yes, it is. Uh, let's see here. Do, do, do. Okay. Yes, it is. Basically, your website is looking good. And I wrote, it, in my experience, getting the website right is a process or a journey, if you will, that can take weeks, months, or even years to get the, the way that you want it. My advice is that you never let the design of your website keep you from focusing on what matters most on the podcasting side of things. And I said, and then I continued I, with asking the question, what matters most, you might ask? Well, number one, creating valuable content for your audience on a consistent basis. 
Don't let your artwork, don't let your audio branding, don't let your website ever get in the way uh, and, and become a stumbling block from you consistently creating valuable audience or uh, content for your audience. That's number one. Number two, building relationships with those who listen to your show. And then this student come, came back and said, great advice, Cliff. What do you recommend is the best way to build that relationship? Number one, ask for feedback via e- email. Number two, ask for voicemail. Number three, create a list uh, list to opt in for updates regarding the show, question mark. Anything else, question mark. So when I, so when I wrote building relationships with those who listen to your show, this student is asking, you know, hey, that's that's great advice. Please go into this further. What what do you mean by creating relationships with your audience, and 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 how do you do that? It, is it just as simple as asking for feedback? Is it asking for people to call in? Is it is it you know? Do you build a relationship by getting people to give you their email address so that you can communicate to them through your mailing list? And the answer to all of those questions, quite honestly, is is yes, yes, and yes. But what I'm talking about when I say what's most important, item number two, building relationships with those who listen to your show, it those are those the three things that he asked about are those important and are those ways to actually start opening up some dialogue with folks? Yes, is that what I mean by building relationships with the people who listen to your show? No, I mean I mean much deeper than that. So here's the deal: I several times I have shared with you in my. Um, in, in, in various different ways, in my talks that I've shared publicly and, and have played back here in my podcast, and I've talked, you know, in response to some of your questions about how do I build relationships, and I often talk about, well, when somebody sends you a comment um, or an email, leaves you a comment or sends you an email, don't respond with anything that ends in a period, always ask a question at the end. You know, and that way you can get to know, you know, keep the conversation moving. But, you know, and every time there's an interaction between the two of you, uh, your relationship goes one level deeper. It takes it to the next level. So I kind of have talked about that several times when people say, hey, you know, when people come to me and they say, I, I only have so many people listening to my show. And I talk to them about, you know, really showing that you care about the people who are listening to your show and that they're not only a certain number of people, but those are real live human beings who you have a great opportunity to have a powerful impact in their lives and to be a, a source of encouragement and hope and and so many other things. That and, and so I've oftentimes talked about this idea of, you know, create a spreadsheet and give the columns first uh, labels like first name, last name, email address, personal detail number one, personal number detail number two. And so I've shared that advice many, many times. And and people have said, okay, Cliff, I'm going to do that. I, you know, I've got 300 people who listen, who are subscribed to, who are download every single episode of my new show. I'm going to make it a goal to get 50 people's names onto that spreadsheet, get their first name, last name, email address, and and two personal details about their lives. And then people have said, people, I, I'm actually shocked. There's been people who have actually done this task, and that's great. And then the next question is, okay, so I have this information. You know, now what do I do with it? And and I've decided in response to this student in podcasting A to Z that I'm working with to just go a little bit deeper into detail. So I'm going to read to you what I wrote, and then we'll get right into uh, the conversation I had with Ray Edwards and an announcement about a very big event that I've got coming up in uh, Colorado. But 
Let me read this to you. I said, here's the thing. It's not about the technique. And, you know, remember, the question is, is how do you do this? Do you ask for feedback in an email? Do you ask for voicemails? Do you ask them to sign up for your mailing list so you can reach them? So, so, I, so in response to that, I said, here's the thing. It's not about the technique. It's about the goal. Let me give you the goal. First off, create a spreadsheet. On that spreadsheet, create the following columns. First name, last name, email address, personal detail number one, personal detail number two. Now fill that information in for as many people who listen to your show as you can possibly do. But wait, just getting that information is not the goal. It's what you do with that information. The goal is getting to know the people who are in your community and showing them that you genuinely care about them. Let me give you an example. By the way, this is 100% hypothetical. This situation is completely made up. All of these details, everything, this is an example. However, the, the, this hypothetical situation is very much an example of the type of conversations that I have had with lots of people. So this specific, the name of this person is made up, the actual details of this person's life completely made up. But I gave, I, I created this dialogue, sample dialogue to give you an explanation of how I had established relationships with so many people. So here it is, number one. Uh, I published an episode where I shared, let's just say I published an episode where I shared how I fully succeeded at doing something that I'd failed at three times before. In the episode, I share what I learned from each of the failures and how I came about actually developing a plan that ultimately led to the success of, of achieving that goal. Then, after publishing it, I get a comment on the show notes page from someone with the username PurpleCal42. The comment actually says, wow, Cliff, I totally needed to hear this today. Thank you for sharing this story. Now, you could if you were busy and didn't have enough time, and sometimes that's still the case today uh, for me. But back in the early days of my platform building, I had a lot of more free time on my hand. I could, if I wanted to, just say, wow, Purple Cow 42, thank you so much. I'm glad that you got a lot out of this week's show. Boom, period, that's it. However, if I really want to go deep in a relationship, and today I'm at a level where I do for, I do for a few what I wish I could do for everyone. So I still do this sometimes today, but I can't do it for everybody who leaves a comment or sends me an email today. But I used to do this for everyone, especially back in those days when I wish I had more people that, that paid attention to what I had to say. So instead of, so basically you get purple cow 42 says, I'm gl- I needed this today. So here's what I would do. I would reply to that comment with at purple cow 42. I'm honored to hear that this episode spoke into your life. I noticed that your comment is left under a username. Would you be willing to share your name and tell me what it is about my story that spoke to you? And then next, this person replies to my comment and says, oh sure, my name is Susie. I made the decision to leave my job where I worked full time as an executive assistant to a CEO of a large company because I needed to move closer to my mom who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. I've been trying to create my own business that would allow me to work from home and have a flexible schedule so that I could take care of my mom. I had tried many different things to get the things going, but I simply haven't found any real success that indicates that what I'm trying to do will be possible. 
I was on the verge of giving up and going back to work, into work full time in a corporate position where I would have to put my mom back into the nursing home, uh, into the nursing home. Uh, the story, the story in your episode reminded me that I was trying, what I was trying to do is possible. Other people have been successful in doing it. And that, and just because what I've tried to do hasn't worked, there may still be a plan that I'm not yet aware of that will help me achieve my goal. Thank you again for sharing your story. It has given me the hope and courage I need to press on and move forward. Then I would reply with this. Again, all of this is happening in the show notes section so far, right, on my website. So here's what I would do. Here's what I would write at this point. Susie, I'm sorry to hear about your mom's declining health. I can't imagine how difficult that must be. I'm humbled to know that my podcast has been a source of hope and encouragement to you. Given your experience in your former job and your heart to serve, I have no doubt that you would be able to make things work. If you send me an email, my email address is cliff at ravenscraft.org, I will connect you with at least five other people who are doing exactly what it is that you are dreaming of achieving. I am absolutely certain that each of these people would be willing to share what they went through to set up their businesses where they now uh, where they now are executive assistants doing executive assistant type work from home full time but with a flexible schedule that fits their lifestyle. Susie would then of course send me an email and at this point I actually see her for her full name in the signature line. I now know her email address. I know more than two personal details about her. For example, number one, I know that she used to be an executive assistant to a CEO of a big company. Number two, I know that she has recently moved closer to her mom. Number three, I know that she that her mom has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Number four, knowing that she's tried, I know that she's tried her to start her own business working from home. And number five, I know that she's tried more than one plan with little success, but is still willing to do whatever it takes to make this work. See, I know a, I know five personal details. I actually need more columns in my spreadsheet. So, wow, imagine, so I said to, to the student, I said, wow, imagine what I can do with that information. And by the way, it has nothing to do with getting her into my sales funnel or selling her anything. What would I do with this information? Number one, I would personally send five different email introductions to the five most successful virtual ex- executive assistants that I know. I would number two. I would offer to connect, uh, connect with it. I would offer to connect her with a few, uh, connect her into a few Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups for people who are self-employed virtual executive assistants. You know, putting her into a community of other people who are doing what she hopes to do. I know that those groups exist. I can find them. I would help her get connected into them. I would personally reach out to uh, my community. And I would ask my community, hey, folks, do you know any support groups, either in Facebook or LinkedIn or anywhere else online, that are the most encouraging, supportive people of, of folks who are dealing with a parent that has Alzheimer's? I would like to actually connect my, a friend of mine to somebody in one of these, to one of these communities. 
And then I would tell her what my results were. I would give her links to those various places. I might even ask her where she moved to, where her mom lives, so that I can actually see if there's anybody in my community that lives near where she does who is the type of person who could speak encouragement into her life as well as offer some advice in building and implementing a plan to help her achieve her professional goals. You know, somebody that lives to her physically close to her that can meet with her face-to-face over coffee or lunch. You see, none of this has anything to do with getting Nancy, remember that's the name of the person who, who has started this conversation with me, none of this has anything to do with trying to get Nancy to start a podcast or sign up for my podcasting A to Z course or any of my live events. Nope, this is all about trying to get to know my audience, building a relationship with them and finding ways to serve them with the resources available to me to help meet a need that they currently have in their life. I said, do this for a few hundred or a few thousand people and you'll be shocked at what happens to your business and your brand. And now, my friends, it's time for that interview with Ray Edwards. Well, my friends, I am so delighted to have my great friend, mentor, and somebody who I also look to as a personal business advisor, my great friend, Ray Edwards. Ray, I am so delighted to have you here, my friend. I couldn't be happier to be with you, Cliff. <laughs> you know, I, I, gosh, we have we go back, I guess, a couple years, and I'll never forget the first time I was ever approached by you. I think you were looking, you wanted to participate in the podcast mastermind, and you wanted some information about it. And I don't think I have ever told you this story, but I don't know if you know this. I was personally intimidated by you uh, when we first met. What? I was. I was. I think I was intimidated by your level of success and whether or not I felt like what I had to offer at the time was going to live up to your expectations. Is that crazy? That is so crazy <laughs> because... I saw you as this guy who was at the pinnacle of success in an area that I wanted to learn to excel in. And so I kind of felt the same way about you. So that's hilarious to hear you say that. That is. And by the way, folks, this is none of this is made up. We are we decided right before we hit the record button, how are we going to approach what we want to talk about today? And we both said, well, actually, Ray suggested we just let the spirit lead. And so that's I did the record button, and that's the first thing that came out. So I recall yeah, you were you had mentioned something. You said, "Now here's the deal, Cliff. I, I'm I'm looking for something, and and but I want to make sure that I'm in a group where you know that that you know that I'm going to be you know urged forward and pressed forward and and some things. And so I had I had set up the podcast mastermind in such a way that when I first opened it, I pretty much the only barrier to entry was, "Are you willing to pay a hundred dollars a month to be a part of the?" podcast mastermind. And as a result of that, the and the fact that I did not have an application process or anything like that, it was my first go at it. It it, it allowed people from all different levels mm-hmm. to come in. And what happened was I had a I had a mix of people who were just thinking about, you know, kind of starting to add some products or services to this podcast that they're doing as a hobby. And I had some people who were just getting started in in trying to understand what it's like to to create a business. And then I had a few people in there who actually had successful businesses that were generating, you know, 100,000, 200,000, maybe even a little bit more than that on average. 
And the mix of all of those people in the same group wasn't necessarily the best idea. And after about two years of doing some tweaking, I decided, you know what? There's probably a better way to do this. There are things that I could do to fix it. But probably the best thing, the best use of my time right now is to completely shut it down after two years and maybe come back and approach that a different way later. And I came along after you had gone through the anybody who can pay can join process. There was a bit of an application. There was. And you had you had filled out that application. And I knew at that time, I'm like, you know, Ray, this pro, what I've created here is of value. But you and, and I did know a little bit about you from just doing, you know, I got the application. So I researched you and I I knew that at the time you had been you had already done some successful copywriting campaigns for some very big names in the internet marketing space and and stuff like that and I'm like you know I there there's a level of people that I think I would love to see you in a group with but those folks are not yet a part of what I'm doing here and and so we didn't work together on that project I I don't know if I recalled turning you down but I don't think I did I think I probably said I'm not sure that this is a good fit at this time do you recall if I how I approached that well you didn't get around to turning me down, but what happened was I was a little impatient as I sometimes can be. And I found another group that I decided, well, I, I think maybe this is a better fit for me. And I sent you an email and I, this is so weird that we're having this discussion in public uh, because <laughs> I felt so bad. I felt like I had said, Cliff, I want to be part of this group. Tell me that it's going to work. And then I sent you an email and said, I found another group. I'm sorry. And afterwards I felt bad. I felt like I, I don't think I gave him enough time to respond and I, I really looked up to what you had accomplished in podcasting. And I, to me, the lesson that anybody can take away from what we're discussing right now is you may feel intimidated by somebody's level of success, but just know that it's probably not reciprocated. They're not probably looking back. At, that's just not the right way to say that. They're probably not looking at you saying, yes, I'm so successful. You don't belong with me. That's probably not what's happening. Exactly. People, People uh, in general, I have found, love to share and they want to feel like they have something valuable to contribute. And most people, if anything, make an error on the side of feeling like they have less to contribute than they actually do. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, as I've gotten to know you, uh, my respect for you has grown. My admiration for what you've accomplished and what you know and your level of wisdom has grown. The better I get to know you, the more I respect and admire you. Well, I appreciate that. And and now that you had uh brought this up, I do recall the fact that I was about ready to reach out to you with my feelings at the time. And I do recall actually you jumping the gun and saying, oh, you know what? Don't worry about it, Cliff. I've, you know, and so I do recall that. And it's like, and and as I recall, it was like a weight off my shoulder. I'm like, oh, okay. Whew. I didn't have to, you know, I quote unquote, didn't have to deliver it. It's so crazy. And that is weird. Why are we having this conversation in public right now? Well, I did say before we started the recording, I said, I love to be guided by the spirit and by the relationship. And so I think that's what's happening. So I feel like probably for somebody listening, this is a valuable conversation and maybe it's giving them some insight and maybe not. Maybe it's just my own hubris. No, I think it is. In fact, I kind of even sense where this is heading and where I'm actually going to lead and direct this to because of I, I wanted to make sure that what you and I are going to discuss today isn't just a sales pitch for a certain event that you and I are going to host together. What? Uh, We're hosting an event together? Yes, we are. The, <laughs> can you it's believe crazy. that? Crazy. And we decided to do a podcast interview Hmm. <laughs> so but, here's the deal, though. Um, I do want to say 
that I'll never forget the first time we met, physically met, and this was at the very first ever platform conference for Michael Hyatt. You had came, and I think you were one of the, you had one of been one of the first people to buy the VIP ticket, you know, where you sit up front with the, you know, the, the primaries or the special seating where you yes. can get right under the the speakers and and kind of really stay focused and dialed in and you were surrounded by the other people who were willing to invest in that and and and, and also the fact that you know the people that you were interacting with the the way that you were interacting with them all of a sudden says somebody says cliff have you met ray edwards and i'm like oh my gosh that na- i know that name and <laughs> instantly all those things that, that you know it's like oh okay i wonder what ray's thinking about me the fact that i didn't get to him immediately and none of that mattered after i shook your hand and had our first conversation and i will tell folks that man it, it has been a blessing to me since i first met you the very first time just how much of an encourager you are and and just how much i feel motivated to succeed every time I have a conversation with you. So um, I, ever since we had that first conversation, and then of course, since then our relationship has grown, you've since become a speaker at the platform conference. Uh, you and I spoke at the second platform conference together, and I think you and I will be speaking again this November in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Yeah, what a dream come true that has been for me because I remember a time before you and I had even met physically and I was looking at people that I wanted to get to know and have a relationship with and among them, uh, you were among them and so was Michael Hyatt and Dan Miller and Dave Ramsey was also on that list of people. And I had learned over the years in my experience in the radio business and in the marketing business, copywriting, that there's... I, I saw it this way. There was two ways to get to know people who were in positions that, um, you know, moving in circles that I wasn't moving in. One way was to earn my way in, which, you know, could take years. You pay your dues and you get known and you climb the ladder of success. And the other way I discovered was to buy your way in. And what that, that sounds horrible, but what it really meant was there was a couple of guys years ago that I wanted to mentor with. And I wanted, actually what I wanted to do is I wanted to get to know them. I wanted to be friends with them. And uh, I, I figured out they have a mentoring program. And if I join that mentoring program, they have to talk to me. And so, so, <laughs> so I, I bought the mentoring program, which was uber expensive for me at the time. And I also bought, that's where I learned to buy the VIP ticket at an event like Platform because I learned that people who put on those events, uh, they pay attention. If somebody invests, I forget what it was for Platform. I think it was like, it was... $2,400 or something like that. I don't remember exactly. But I thought, well, if I get to sit with the t- at the table with Michael and some of the other folks that'll be the, as you said, you know, the, the, uh, some of the speakers and some of the other people who've been willing to invest at that level. And it changes your experience. And it's not just for, you know, I'm not saying this for the benefit of the event that we're going to be doing together or anybody or any event that I'm going to be doing in the future, but I'm saying it for the benefit of it's a way to, leapfrog your way to success. You know, Jim Rohn said that you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I would say, I would add to that and alter it a little bit and say you become the average of the five people that you intentionally spend the most time with, with the intention of becoming more like them. Yes. And um, because sometimes we're with people a lot more often uh, who are not at the level where we want to be because we have to be. And that, again, that sounds horrible, but 
you know, you have family and friends that are part of your life that um, maybe they're not where you want to be and you're more of a mentor to them. So that's a different set of people. So I, I just tend to be very intentional about who I want to be in this kind of relationship with. And you were one of those guys. And I, at, at that conference, when we met, when we shook hands, I wasn't thinking about any of that. I was just thinking, wow, I am meeting Cliff Ravenscraft, the <laughs> podcast answer man. How cool is this? That uh, you know, it, it it is it is so fun to get the other person's side of what an experience like that is. It reminds me, my wife and I um, are huge fans of this thing called the Twilight Saga. You may have heard of it. Yes, because it uh, takes place largely in Forks, Washington, which is not too far from you, I assume. Not too. I've been there actually. Nice. I saw neither vampires nor werewolves. <laughs> anyway, Stephanie and I did a an entire podcast called the Twilight Saga Podcast, which if anybody's interested, you can go to twilightsagapodcast.com. And no, I'm not joking. I really am a twihard. So, <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, though, is that, um, what, oh gosh, I can't even think of her name right now, but um, yeah, I'm not that big of a fan. I can't remember the, the author. Name, so. Stephanie Meyer? Yeah, Stephanie Meyer. Thank you. Yeah. Stephanie Meyer started writing a story from Edward's perspective, perspective. So the entire saga of the Twilight is told from Bella's perspective. Well, at least until you get into the final book, which they do a little bit from Jacob's perspective. But anyway, the story of how she met Edward and this vampire family, and this sounds so crazy. Why in the world are we talking about this? Anyway, it all came from Bella's perspective. But if you go to Stephanie Meyer's website, um, you can actually read Midnight Sun, or at least the portion of it that she had written, and it is actually from Edward's perspective. The same exact story, but only in the mind of Edward, and it is brilliant. Interesting. You, you know, now here's a funny coincidence, and I don't believe in coincidences, so I don't know what to make of this, but um, I recently decided to start writing fiction, which is totally outside the realm of everything else that I do. And uh, I was looking for a, a coach or a writer's group to be part of. And I wanted, once again, I was looking for a group of people who had excelled at a level greater than I had. I wanted to be, I did not want to be the smartest guy in the room. I wanted to feel like I was not the smartest guy in the room. And um, my research led me to a guy named David Farland as a writing coach. And David Farland is a New York Times bestselling author. And uh, I was listening to a podcast. Imagine this. This is so uh, uh, funny to me uh, how powerful podcasting has become. I was listening to a podcast by another of my favorite authors, a guy named Brandon Sanderson. Uh, and if you haven't read any of Sanderson, highly recommend that you check him out. Um, he has a podcast called Writing Excuses. And it's, um, their slogan is uh, 15 minutes long because you're busy and we're not that smart. <laughs> which I think is pretty funny. It's him and a small group of writers. But anyway, they were all talking about this guy named David Farland who uh, had this huge influence over so many New York Times bestselling fiction authors in the science fiction and fantasy realm. And they started naming authors that he had influenced and he had taught at BYU. And one of the authors that he coached on her initial manuscript for the initial book that she wrote was Stephanie Meyer. Wow. And so David is now my coach. I pay him and we get on a call a couple times a week and he's working with me on this novel that I'm working on. And so it's so funny that you would bring up Stephanie Meyer and Twilight. And then I've been thinking about her and her books and listening to stories of David telling about how he coached her through some of the writing of that. And so um, 
I think it's just another example of, you know, she went and sought coaching and, and learned from somebody who had been successful at a level she wanted to be successful at, at the next level, if I may use that phrase. You may. TM. Um, <laughs> and so I ended up, you know, looking for help from the same guy. And it's a, it's a recurring pattern, right? Tony Robbins teaches that if you want to excel at something, you find somebody who's already achieving excellence and model what they're doing. And that's like with you and podcasting. I've learned so much from you about podcasting. And uh, it's funny because I was in radio for all those years and people naturally think, well, you must, that must be why you have a successful podcast. And I always tell them, no, that's not why. The reason I have a successful podcast is because Cliff Ravenscraft has guided me down so many correct pathways. Um, Somebody said to me not long ago, uh, how did you manage to get and stay in the top business podcast in iTunes. And at that time I had to say, I don't know. I didn't know I was in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Really, I am. That is uh, great. That's one of the reasons why I believe it. It's uh, it's because, you know, I just followed the best practices that uh, you teach your students and, and uh, in your own podcast. And, and so um, I think the theme is getting to the next level involves surrounding yourself with people who are at that level that you want to achieve. Absolutely. I want to say one thing, since we're on the top of your podcast, Ray, I will hands down tell you that your show is is and has been for quite some time, although it wasn't when I first checked you out, but is and has been for quite some time in the top five of all podcasts that I listen to. And I would say it's probably either third or fourth. And the and by the way, the only way, reason you're not going to get into number one or number two is because those have been my, they were my first podcasts. And they're still by far, you know, the connection and the relationship that I have with that content, it's so much a part of my life. But then the third one down, I think, probably is your show. Wow. The day that I do my podcasting live, and as soon as I'm finished producing my show at the end of the day, I'm kind of wiped and wore out. And I just can't wait to see if I hit the refresh button on my podcast app. It's it, Your show is there. And I'd like to share why I love your show. But first, I'd like to share... What my first experience with your show was a long time ago, when you actually had sent me that application for the original podcast mastermind, you had had a podcast at that time, and and I think you were relatively new at it, and you it was it was like just a weekly or a, a very regular copywriting tip, you know, just you hit the record button and you shared some copywriting stuff. Is that yep. was that the format? Yeah, when I first started doing it, I actually called it Copycast. Yes, that's exactly it. And and I remember saying to myself, you know, I have no desire to be a copywriter. I real <laughs> I realized the importance of copywriting. I I or writing copy, I should say. Um, I realize all of those other things, but just just like I understand the value in SEO, I'm probably not going to listen to a podcast about SEO either. Mm. But and so I I I went and I looked you up and I listened to your podcast and I remember saying this guy's got a really nice voice he's got a very pleasant style of communicating but for whatever reason it just didn't it didn't reach me and after we connected at the platform conference I came back and you were no longer the copycast you were the Ray Edwards show. And I clicked play on the Ray Edwards show after coming back and having that encounter with you physically the first time. And I, I'm telling you, from that moment forward, I was a I I it, and and I say this, 
I, there are a ton of people that I'm connected to that they have great podcasts and I don't listen to them every single week. But your show is one that I, I don't miss and let me tell you why. From the minute I hit play, I am entertained, educated, encouraged, and inspired. And at first, one of the things that I was actually going to give you as personal feedback when I first started listening to you is, man, Ray, I don't know how much, I don't know, I, I love your show and I love your heart and I love your message. I love everything you share in your show. It is can't live without content. And I would not want to live without the content you're putting out. But my feedback to you originally was going to be, and by the way, you've never had it, was going to be, man, Ray, I wonder if you don't go just a little bit overboard on on how much you share your faith, you know, <laughs> because because I'm not turned off by it, but I know that it's going to turn off a lot of people, and 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 people are going to choose not to listen to you uh, two thirds of the way through your show because you just said that, mm-hmm. and man, they're going to totally miss out on the last third of your show, which man would drastically change their life in a positive way if they would have just stuck with it. And But I, I will tell you what, I've learned since then, there's no way I'm going to give you the, that feedback because I, I find that I want, I want that portion of your show, the spiritual foundations par- portion of your show, just as much as anything else you share. So anyway, with that, what do you think about that kind of feedback? Well, I, I love hearing that feedback and it was a a question for me in the beginning about whether or not to include that. In fact, there were a few episodes where I left the spiritual foundations out. And I, because of those, I was wondering, I don't know if this is a good idea or not. I mean, I want to do it. I feel led to do it, but frankly, I didn't have the confidence at that time. And I started getting emails from people saying, what happened to spiritual foundations? That is the reason that I listened to the show. And so I put it back in and I, I think for a few episodes, I put it at the very end because I thought, well, if people don't want it, then I'll give them all the content first and then I'll do the spiritual stuff and they can leave if they want to. And I got feedback on that from people saying, why are you burying that? I liked it better where you had it. And I realized that uh, I, I felt this was God's way of saying to me, look, I, I gave you a vision for how to do this. And it's not going to be for everybody, but it is for the people that I want it to be for. So why don't you do it the way I originally inspired you to do it? And that's what I did. And if you read the, um, the reviews in iTunes of the show, so many of them say, I love the business stuff. It really helps my business. It helps me grow my business and my marketing. But the reason I listen is because of the spiritual foundation segment. That's awesome. And, and you know, the, and the reason why I pointed that out and why I share all of this and bring this to the table is because recently um, I did episode number 371 of Podcast Answer Man. And if folks want to hear what I'm about ready to talk about, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash 371. And it was titled, How Do I Balance My Business Life and My Faith? And I, I take a very different approach with my podcast because, get, get, get this, because I feel deeply God's inspired me not to do a spiritual foundations. In fact, you know, th- episode 371 was the first time I used a couple phrases in there that probably dropped the jaws of a couple people. Uh, they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that Cliff was that deep into this faith thing. I, I, I knew that I admired the fact that he's a Christian and that he's, you know, in this, and he's not too strong, he's not too, but I didn't think that he could lay it down like that. <laughs> and I did in that episode, and I felt led to do it in that episode because so many people had asked, but 
it, what I what I want to point out to folks is there is no one right way. There is no one format. You have to do what you feel is in your gut right for you to do and what you should That's- or should not share. It, it comes down to what you want. That's right. That's absolutely right. And I tell people who ask me, they say, well, should I do that? And I say, well, I, I don't know. Should you? Because the way I've been called to do what I'm doing is what God specifically has spoken to me. And your call may be a totally different thing. And I, that's completely legitimate. And I love what you do, Cliff. And uh, I, I wouldn't suggest that you change a thing. Uh, I, I, um, you know, I look at the people that you have drawn to your community and you have that phrase, you know, join the community. Um, and, and you've got such a, um, a rallying cry for people around the world. And I believe, I, I don't, I've never told you this, but I believe, I know there are a lot of people who are leaders in the field of podcasting, but I truly believe you are the leader of podcasting. Uh, just mm-hmm. based on the influence and the the ripple effect of the people that you influence and who they influence. And, you know, just for example, um, Michael Hyatt and Mike Stelzner, two examples. Uh, the number of people that they influence, and I know they have been deeply influenced by your philosophy and technology and instruction and mentoring on how to create podcasts. And I was listening to Michael and uh, Michelle just uh, yesterday, I think it was, or day before yesterday, I was listening to their most recent podcast and they were talking about uh, their morning productivity routine and how they listen to podcasts when they drive or when they run. And Michael said something that just dropped my jaw. He said, I'll tell you one thing I don't do, Michelle. I don't listen to the radio. Do you? And she said, no, not anymore. And see, I used to be in that business. And I think, well, this is where we've arrived. Yeah. We've arrived. So everybody has a chance to be their own radio station to get their own message out. And everybody has a unique message that needs to be heard by somebody. There's somebody waiting for what you have to say. That's why you need to have a podcast. Absolutely. Could not agree more, Ray. And, and so here, here's the deal. One more thing on the podcasting side. And, and that is, and cause I, I, I know that you do this, you create a show that is something that's on your heart to do. Or do you think, or tell me if I'm wrong, or do you sometimes look at the feedback and say, you know what, these folks want me to do it different, and so I'm going to do it different for them. What is your take on that? I, I have a personal take on this. I think you probably know what mine is, but but I'd love to know what your take is on that. Do you create a show that is for what the people want, or do you create a show that is in your heart to share with the world? I create a show that's in my heart uh, that what I want to share with the world. And I, I was taught by a, a pastor a few years ago. He said, don't study the Bible so that you can preach something to people. Study it because it feeds you. And then whatever you're eating, break off a piece of that bread and share it with the people that you're responsible for teaching. And I thought, how profound, because when you study to teach or when you prepare or podcast to teach with that purpose, there's a, I feel like there's an artificiality that comes into it. Uh, and there's a, a pretentiousness. And, and, and if you do it that way, if you're listening and you do it that way, uh, please hear me. I'm not, maybe, maybe I'm not speaking for you because you have a different approach. But my approach is what's in my heart and what I feel is important that needs to be said is what I say. Now I do listen to people's feedback because 
I don't ever want to get to a place where I think I have all the answers because once you arrive at the place that you've decided you have all the answers, you have decided that's when you're going to stop growing. Right. Yes. I, I, and I get that. And, and where I go from and where I was going with this is, you know, there are some folks who say, hey, Cliff, you know, the, you know, in episode such and such, you spent the entire episode from the beginning all the way to the end talking about nothing other than technology related to podcasting and podcasters and what they would like. And boy, it's been so long since you've done that. I'm so glad you found your way, you know, that you've come back to 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 your roots and i and and i just want and they write me an email saying and i just want to let you know i've gone in and i've revised my itunes written review to reflect this new leaf that you've turned over and i'm like and i and i and i wrote back that actually that person sent me an email and i wrote back and i said listen i understand exactly where you're coming from but last week's episode was my least favorite of all episodes i've ever created and i only did it because I ran out of time to prepare for something in the show that actually came from my heart. Mm. And if I had to continue to create that kind of content that would generate that type of rating or review in iTunes for you, I'd rather not do the show. Mm. Yeah. See, that is powerful. And it, I just, you know, Seth Godin wrote a book called Tribes that, we all in our circles, we all talk about it with reverence. And the reason that we do is because it's so profound. And he says in the book, I'm paraphrasing now, of course, but he says the world is looking for leaders. People are looking for, for a leader. And for some people, that's you. There's 7 billion people on the planet. I think like two and a half billion of them are online. And out of those people, uh, if you just found a thousand or so of them, and there's probably, if you're one in a million, there's probably 7,000. You can find those 7,000 people eventually over time. Uh, they would benefit enormously from whatever you have to say that's on your heart because they're like you, you're one in a million and they're part of your tribe. And I think that's what we're talking about. And I, I think, you know, getting feedback from people is good. I, I crave feedback uh, because I want to know that, you know, I'm connecting with pe- folks, but uh, that's not going to dictate, you know, oh, people want me to do this kind of show. Therefore, I'm going to throw out everything that's important to me and I'm just going to do what apparently the survey said. I couldn't operate that way. Yeah. So that, 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 that's the other topic that I wanted to just kind of glean out of that little conversation there. And and you're right. And I do want feedback as well. And And I understand that my shows are often fraught with very lengthy monologues that could have actually been five minutes instead of 23 minutes. And I, 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 I'm, I, I love those monologues. I know you do. I love them too. But, but I do realize that, you know what, and there are times that I actually will do editing and I go back and I re-listen to them. And what some people may not know is that if, a, let's just say the episode is an hour and five minutes, that show may have originally been an hour and 21 minutes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I just want to say this. It's not like I don't listen to feedback because occasionally I do go in and edit out about 12 minutes worth of fluff that really didn't need to be there. <laughs> so anyway, oh. good stuff. Hey, let's get down to the to the nitty gritty of what's going on here. You and I are going to be in Colorado Springs, Colorado this November. We're both very privileged and honored to be able to be speaking on the stage for the platform conference for Ken Davis and Michael Hyatt and their team. And, um, 
you happen to be one of the primary motivators of me to create something called the Next Level One Day Mastermind event. Um, you and I were part. We were part of a group together called. Are we allowed to actually publicly talk about our our group? It's not Fight Club. Okay, we can, we can talk about it. All right, we are part of this group called the Forge. And the Forge is this group of guys that get together. Uh, we meet at least twice a year, face to face, for an entire day, and we have this amazing format for our meeting that really binds us together and and gets us on a page where we're always looking f- uh, to serve one another. And and it's very much a full on one day intensive masterminding event. And you said, hey, Cliff, we were sitting around in Dan Miller's place and and, uh, you said, hey, Cliff, and you said to everybody, you know, I I, just so you guys know, one of the things that I've done is I in the past, I've held a one day event very similar to the format of what we had here. And we charged one thousand dollars and I had this many people come and, you know, and, and I believe that every single one of you can do such a thing. Mm hmm. And I remember thinking. Hmm, that, my will started spinning. And by the time we had gone to bed that evening, I had decided that within the next 12 months, I'm going to hold three of those. And my very first one was in Dallas, Texas a couple weeks ago. I held the very first ever one day next or the, the next level one day mastermind event. And I'll never forget. I was nervous about it. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I know that Ray said I could do it. When he said that I could do it, I remember feeling how confident I was. But this is the first time I've got three weeks, you know, only three weeks. People have probably already made all their hotel and and air travel reservations. And Ray, I sent you a text message and say, hey, do you have time for a pep talk? And then what happened? Well, we had a talk and I just thought it was a slam dunk that you would be able to do it with no, I, I did think, it's kind of a short timeline, but people were going to be there anyway. And uh, I just, uh, I knew that you would be successful at doing this. Well, you did. And and you gave me the encouragement I needed to go ahead and put the deposit down on the room. Uh, and knowing that worst case scenario, this is how much money I'm going to lose if that happens. But Ray says it's going to work. And I believe Ray more than I believe what my mind is telling me. And so I did that, and you know, instantly, as soon as I put the sales page online, two folks who were alumni of my A to Z course emailed me and says, Cliff, I'm changing my airline ticket right now and mm-hmm. booking and extending my hotel an extra day I want in. And we ended up having six people uh, that, that came that day. It was an amazing time, huge success, so much so that it really gave me all the confidence I needed to know that, yes, I am on the path that I feel most called to, which by the way, I feel uh, for those that don't know this, I mean, my my opening of my podcast went from this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your podcast to the next level. Uh, for those that don't know this, it, it subtly changed, by the way, as a result of the mastermind group that I'm in with The Forge, uh, it changed to this is the podcast devoted to taking your message, your business, and your life to the next level, which by the way, those words came directly from my friend Ray Edwards, word for word, and and so I feel this I feel this calling to to really take all of my experiences in the business and creating an online on uh, you know an online business how to build community how to serve people with your business and your products and services, 
And that's what I felt called to do. And that event gave me a lot of confidence. And I'm thinking, hey, whenever I go to these events in the future, why don't I just show up a day early or stay a day late and do more of these? And then I said, hey, Ray, do you, you're going to be speaking at the platform conference with me. I've already got the blessing from Michael Hyatt and Ken Davis that they're okay with me doing this. Would you like to do such an event with me? And uh, your text message back, and I sent you this as a text message, and and I told, and Stephanie still thinks this is a, is hilariously funny. You wrote back in a text message, and it was all one text, by the way. It said, uh, "Let me think about it." Period, or no, you said, "Let me pray about it." Period. Okay, yes, <laughs> yes. It was a quick prayer and a quick answer. It was a quick prayer, and quick answer. So we decided that we would do an event together and you and I got together, Ray and I got together and we decided we are going to do an event, but we started thinking about this group that we're going to have, what this conference is about, and we've decided to actually move on another goal that I've had and that is to do an online, or not to do an online, but a, a physical workshop. And so we've decided that we are going to do a workshop event the day after the platform conference. So platform conference is, uh, you know, a day and a half long of of conference style speaking. And then most people, they end at 1230 in the afternoon on a Tuesday. And then typically people would fly home that evening and stuff like that. But we're going to stay there, have dinner with the folks who will come to the this workshop that we're going to do. And then the very next day, we're going to, from nine to five, we're going to have a one day workshop. Tell folks what we've decided we're going to do in this one day workshop. Well, one of the things that happens when we go to these events like Platform is there is the day after effect. It's where we re enter reality and life begins to creep in and we realize, oh my gosh, I had a dozen questions that I didn't get answered. I've thought about the ideas, the wisdom, the knowledge that I gained by being at the conference. And now I need some guidance on where to go next. And I wish I could go back and ask the people who were teaching and speaking and and get their advice and their feedback. And we thought, what wouldn't it be cool? Because we originally were thinking about doing the, the thing the day before the event. And Cliff, I think it was you who said, well, I think, what if we did it the day after? And so we're going to get together with a group of folks and we're going to break down all the answers to your questions about how to build a platform-based business, how to uh, build your podcast as part of that, how to incorporate marketing and creating digital products. That's something that Cliff and I both have a great deal of experience with and have had success in doing. And we've kind of done it in different ways. And I've learned from Cliff, and I think Cliff might have learned a thing or two from me. And we're going to share that knowledge and we're going to answer your questions. And so there's going to be structure. We're going to have material that we're going to share with you that we believe will not um, not to change anything that you learn at Platform, certainly, but will build upon what you learn at the Platform Conference. So you can literally take what you get from Platform the Conference to the next level. Exactly. And I'm big on implementation. And so I think there will be things that you can do while you're there in the workshop that as we answer questions and give you encouragement and feedback that you'll be able to accomplish. And while it's definitely going to be comfortable and appropriate for beginners, I'd also say that if you want an opportunity to hang with me and Cliff and just ask some 
specific questions. Maybe you don't feel like you're a beginner, but I, I think there's a place for you there too. But definitely, this is something that I experience sometimes when I go to different events. I feel like, um, gosh, they have this like special VIP day or something. And I feel like, I don't know, you know, am I advanced enough to be in that room? I don't want to feel like a dummy. And um, I, I get the most value when I set that aside. And so we just want to reassure you that if you come and spend this day with us, there are no dumb questions. It, this is totally a, a free, safe environment to ask any question about anything that has you confused or stymied or intimidated. And we will do our next level best to unlock that for you so you can move ahead and make some progress on building your platform. And so if you are interested in this particular event that we're talking about, it is going to be held the day after the platform conference. And if you haven't already signed up for the platform conference, head over to platform.tv and uh, you can use promo code Ray and you'll save $100. Is that right? That is correct. So use promo code R-A-Y and you'll save $100 off of your ticket to the conference. And then when you're booking your hotel, you can actually use the same link on their website to book your hotel under the location tab. And their rate, guaranteed rate of $180 or $189 for the conference room, that will apply to the extra day that you'll spend there at the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Which, by the way, Ray, I've looked at the pictures. They're stunning and I cannot wait to be there yeah me too and uh we just want to let you know that you the cost of our extra one day this is not officially tied to it's not officially connected with platform conference this is completely a cliff ravenscraft ray edwards production and uh it is our event is actually a one thousand dollar price ticket and if you're interested you can go over to nextlevelstudio.tv and register today that's the details. Ray, and, I, I am so honored and blessed by the fact that you are on the show. Is this your first time on the show or is it your second time? This is my first time on the show. I'm oh pretty my sure. Oh, my gosh. Well, we got we to gotta have you back on again soon and, and have you on to talk about some other wonderful things that, I, that, that you talk about frequently that inspire me to no end. And, folks, let me just say this. Go right now, rayedwards.com. And subscribe to his podcast, RayEdwards.com. I'm not saying this just because Ray's on here. It is definitely my number three, third most favorite podcast. I never miss an episode and neither should you. Oh, thank you. That is that is very humbling. Thank you so much, Cliff. And for those of you who do subscribe to Ray's show or who already are subscribed to Ray's show and you subscribe and listen to both of us and you like us, uh, feel free to come and spend an entire day with us there in Colorado Springs, Colorado. We look forward to seeing you. And uh, again, nextlevelstudio.tv. Ray, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, Cliff. Podcast. Add some